Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all, and uh, welcome back. We apparently didn't have power last week. We have power this week, so that's good. And uh, it was so nice to be able to get away, but it's also wonderful to be back again. Christian, you have a question? You'll, you'll see in a little bit. That's a good question. Good observation. It's Communion Sunday. Thank you for that reminder, Christian. All right, let's open our service in prayer. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the opportunity to be gathered together in worship. Would you bless us in this time? Would you draw our hearts and our minds closer to you? And Father, may our worship be found as something that is that brings joy and light to your heart. Thank you for this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning call to worship this morning is from Psalm 118. The congregation will read the part in yellow. Open for me the gates of the righteous. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Lord, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Our first hymn this morning is number 297 in your hymnals. Hosanna, loud Hosanna. Please stand. I wanted to begin by saying a big thank you for our time away. Uh, Beth and I really enjoyed ourselves uh, while we were in Cuba and uh, had a, a nice time. We got into Havana and were able to see some of the old city there. Uh, we enjoyed a tour and uh, had a good chuckle over the fact that the Capitol building in Cuba is two inches higher than the state, so they can rub it in their nose, or rub their nose in it, I should say. 
Um, the weather was pretty good. We had some rain on our Havana Day trip, but uh, that was okay. We were inside a 55 Bel Air, so that was kind of cool. Um, all, a lot of those vehicles that you see in Cuba are held together with a lot of um, ingenuity, let's put it that way, and Bondo. Um, but they are kind of neat to see up close, and uh, some of them are really well done. And it was a very restful time for both of us, and so uh, just thank you for that time away. And uh, we understand that you had a really great fellowship Sunday and talking about family, and so that's pretty cool. I've heard some stories about that, too. We are now doing a... I was going to say a fundraiser. That's not right at all. We are doing a food raiser uh, for the Helping Hand Food Bank. And uh, so we have these lunch pails. Uh, Serena, did you want to just talk about them briefly, please? Very cute. All right. Thanks for designing that and uh, spearheading that as well. And so this is our. Yeah, and thank you as well, Brenda and Summer. Uh, Summer is now away, I think, isn't she? Yeah, she's off on her, her big trip. And so that's pretty exciting. She's gone off to Europe to uh, do a bunch of touring around. So that's neat. So this is what we'll be doing week to week. And you'll have, you'll, uh, there'll be notification as to uh, what we're going to be bringing in in those lunch pails. So just grab them. Uh, they're on the back stand there for you. Um, this fine young couple, um, they uh, are celebrating their 60th uh, anniversary, which if I understand has already actually taken place, isn't it? The, the actual anniversary, yes. Uh, but they're going to be having a party to celebrate that. It's coming up Saturday, April 15th from 1 till 4 at the Senior Center, Tilsonburg Community Center. Um, and so, yeah, I love this picture, by the way. I think it's fantastic. Um, well, I, I can tell you afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is a wonderful thing. <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, everyone is encouraged to be part of that uh, on the 15th. We have some meetings that are coming up over the course of the month. Uh, Deacons is meeting this Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And then on the 19th, we have a Christian Education and Outreach uh, board meeting and uh, that our regular board, our full board, our, uh, it's meeting on the 20th and then there will be a congregational vote that's taking place on April 30th regarding the partnership that we are um, embarking upon with Eden and so everything has been going along very smoothly for that but we need to make it official at some point and so we will have a congregational vote on April 30th regarding that. If you have questions about that you can certainly talk to your board members or the deacons. Coming up this week, on Thursday morning, our Bible study will be resuming at 10 o'clock, and we will be starting into a study of Philippians, and everyone is welcome to join us for that. This week is Holy Week, and so we have some special services that are taking place. Friday at 10.30 here at the church, we'll have our Good Friday service. On Sunday morning, we will have a sunrise service at 6.30 in the morning, bright and early. Fred's already shaking his head, no because he can't believe how excited he is to be there. I'm sure that's why. Um, and uh, afterwards, that will be followed by breakfast, and then we'll have a, a few very easy games as well for our fun and fellowship. Nothing too mentally straining, right? Um, and then our regular service at 10.30 as well will be taking place. Sunday mornings, we have just are back into our Sermon on the Mount series, and it's a great time to join us to learn how Jesus calls us to live for him. The Sermon on the Mount is where Jesus gives some of his most explicit teaching. And so uh, we're unpacking that, although today we may have taken a little excursus. Um, it, it happens from time to time whenever I teach. Assembly is coming up as well. There's lots of announcements today. Assembly is coming up June 8th to 10th, and uh, that's going to be taking part in uh, the Mississauga area at the Hilton Mississauga Meadowvale Hotel. And uh, they are also doing a pastor's day the day before. And uh, you may notice that there's some funny-looking guy on the end here. And that's uh, me. This is in the materials for CBOQ. That's our uh, pastor's uh, prayer 
Zoom group that we had from the year before. So that was taken at assembly last year. And so that's coming up, and I'll be heading to that. If you would like to come as a delegate, uh, please speak to our, one of our board members, and they can please speak to Serena, because she's the one who sets up the delegates as our church clerk. So thank you. Yep. That's all right. Thank you, Serena. So, yeah, if you didn't hear, there's a sign-up sheet for the sunrise, and so um, you may leave after you've signed up today. Isn't that how it works? Beth heard me, at least. Yeah, I, nobody else thought it was funny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. There is a sign-up sheet so we know how many people uh, to prepare food for. And so if you're going to be there, uh, we would love to have you, and please sign up. It's a reminder as well that God calls us to give to him, not out of compulsion, but with a cheerful and willing spirit. And so um, if you would like to give today, you can give through the offering place at the back of the church or online through our email at goshenbaptistchurch9 at gmail.com. And uh, we, of course, are partners in the ongoing work of building the kingdom of God. So let's take a moment and thank God for the gifts and the offerings. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for the calling that you've placed on our lives to take that which you have blessed us with and give it back to you. And so, Father, we pray that today you would bless the tithes and the offerings. Father, that we would be faithful stewards of all that you give us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next hymn this morning is All Glory, Love, and Honor. It's number 300 in your hymnals. Please stand and sing. come to our time of praying for one another, 
Uh, we have some uh, updates that I uh, wanted to share with you. Uh, June Chambers is still in hospital. Um, she's uh, a little discouraged, a little downhearted. She uh, is wondering if she's going to be able to ever be able to fully walk again. Um, she had a leg that, or excuse me, a bone in her leg that it had shattered. If you didn't remember why she's there, and uh, but uh, then I was in to see her just towards the end of the week this past week, and uh, she has been walking a little bit. So let's continue to be praying for her recovery and healing. Uh, also, Lynn Aker was at our meeting that we had uh, between Eden and Goshen this week, and uh, she's coming along. We do want to continue to pray for her healing as well. Um, Betty, how's Sharon doing? I haven't had a chance to connect with her. Yeah? Okay. Good. Well, we'll continue to pray for her healing, too. Um, as well, uh, Serena was giving me an update about Margaret Innes, who's the mom of a friend of, of uh, Brenda and Serena's, and um, she has a mass that they have apparently known about, and uh, it's been it's been there all along, and they just had, the family hadn't heard about it, and so this has been uh, quite a concern for them. And so, just continue to lift up Marka and her family in, in your prayers. We appreciate that. Uh, Dwayne had uh, his surgery postponed a second time, and so uh, we want to continue to keep him and, and Serena in prayer there too. And if you don't recognize the name Sharon Godby, uh, she was also Sharon Graves. And before that, she was uh, Sharon Haley. And so um, she is in hospital. And I was in to see her. Uh, one of the other pastors in town let me know that she was there. And um, so uh, she has uh, been in there for about a month and uh, having problems with pain. She had a fall and having problems with pain. And uh, so we want to continue to, or to be praying for her as well. Mm -hmm. Other names that are on there we've talked about before, uh, and uh, we continue to pray for them. Is there anybody else that we need to be praying for today? Are there any praise items that you'd like to share? Yes, Marlene. I his name, Marlene? Alex. Okay. All right. We will be praying for Alex then. Thank you. Yeah, Serena, did you have something? That's a wonderful idea. Yeah, thank you, Serena. All right. So we'll do a follow-up email then to the, just to remind everybody. Can we do that? Yeah. All right. That would be great. Thank you. Anything else today that you want to share with the congregation? Just keep a little silent prayers for me. I didn't, I slept like garbage last night. So if anything comes out of my mouth that doesn't make sense, just please smile and nod. Yeah, I would really appreciate that. That would be great. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you today, and we are grateful for, uh, for it being spring and for all of the newness that that brings with it. We are thankful for the warm sunshine, for your provision of new life. Father, we continue to thank you for your many blessings of just being part of this family of faith. And Father, you have called us to carry one another's burdens. And so today we lift up to you people in our congregation that are in need and our friends and family. And Father, we think of Marlene's brother-in-law, Alec, and we pray for him and the health challenges he's combating right now. We thank you that the transplant went well, but this uh, frightening issue of not being able to breathe properly. Pray that you bring him the help and healing that he needs. Father, we continue to lift up to you June Chambers and pray for her healing. We thank you that she's able to walk a little bit and pray that uh, she would be able to be fully back on her feet. 
Father, for Lynn Aker, we continue to pray for her healing as she recovers from surgery. Father, we pray for Jack Hardiman and the health challenges he's been having. We pray for Albert Hardiman and see battles cancer. Joel Prowse as he battles lymphoma. That's Craig as he's going through his treatments. Father, we thank you that Sharon Hogue is improving and we pray that you continue to bring healing to her body. Father, would you be with Margaret Innes and bring healing to her. Father, we pray that you be with Dwayne and Serena at this time where they've had the surgery postponed again and pray that you'd keep Dwayne in health until he can have the surgery. Father, we ask for healing for Sharon Godby as well. We lift up to you as well our association churches today. Father, would you bless them and strengthen them. May your word go forth and may it bring encouragement and hope and connection to you. And the same in our sister church out in Montreal, the New Canadian Baptist Church. And Father, would you be real to us today? Would you pour out your spirit amongst us? Would he speak to our hearts and to our minds? And draw us ever closer to you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next hymn, there's going to be two of them. But our first one is going to be We Will Glorify, number 301 in your hymnal. Please stand and sing.
Thank you. Please be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Thank you, Scott. Well, today I wanted to talk about celebrating Jesus. Palm Sunday is weird. Palm Sunday is, is this kind of mix of things, and especially when you don't have a lot of kids in there. I don't know what your memories of Palm Sunday were as a child if you went to church. Um, maybe you had real palm branches at the time. Maybe you used them as weapons uh, for your siblings. Um, you know, maybe you would celebrate them, like use them like little flags and have fun. Maybe there was pageants. Palm Sunday is a strange time. It's a time of celebration. It's a time when people were celebrating Jesus coming into town and who they thought was going to be their king and their savior who's going to rescue them from the power of the Romans. But imagine what was going through Jesus' mind and heart at that time. Here were these people that were so misled, misguided, and yet celebrating. Jesus' mind, his heart was fixed on the cross, even as he went in and celebrated. Should we celebrate Palm Sunday? Is it okay for us to celebrate when we know that not far in the distance is the cross where Jesus will be cruelly crucified. Can we celebrate at such a time when we know that this is what's around the corner? Or do we just take a moment, do we just try and shut all that out? Like today is Palm Sunday, we've got a few more days until Good Friday. Do we just kind of like put blinders on about everything else and just focus on those palm branches for this week? What do we do? with Palm Sunday? Do we have an attitude that says, let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die? Or maybe, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow he dies? Do we stop thinking about the cross in this moment and just celebrate? Is that okay? Or do we need to be like Christ and focus on the cross? Do we push away that thought in this moment. These are the questions that I have about Palm Sunday. You know, Jesus can be challenging to celebrate. And you're probably thinking, how can you say that? Jesus is amazing. He's given us everything. He's, he's the Son of God. How could he be challenging to celebrate? Well, back in the day, Jesus said some difficult things, didn't he? He called the religious leaders a brood of vipers. I'm sure that didn't go over so well. He called people to do difficult things, make difficult choices. There was the rich young man who he said, sell everything you have, come follow me. 
He said, I am the, the bread of life. He told people, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have no part in me. Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said some difficult things, and some of the Pharisees were not very impressed with him, were they? They got upset by that. Even today when we talk about the Bible and we say, this is what Jesus said, some people get angry about what Jesus said. Jesus can be difficult to celebrate. <laughs> and if you remember, we are working our way through Matthew and, and we kind of jumped around a little bit to get the Palm Sunday message here. But Jesus did some unpopular things, didn't he? After he rode into Jerusalem that day, he went and cleared out that courtyard. All the money changes, all of those selling animals in the courtyard of the Gentiles and the women. Jesus did some unpopular things. He cursed a fig tree. Which seems very strange until we understand the symbolism that was built into that. And maybe some of us were astonished when we heard and read about what Jesus said and did, Jesus can be difficult to celebrate, especially at times like this. The reality is that Jesus created division amongst the people. And even today, Jesus creates division in families when people choose to follow him and others reject him. Jesus created division. And Jesus invited decision. For each person that he spoke to, he was calling them to make a decision about, who do you say I am? Will you choose to follow me? He continues to invite decision. In this life, we might think that we have the option of putting off that decision, of saying, maybe, you know, I'll make that decision later to follow Jesus or not. But eventually the time will run out for each one of us. We think about that wonderful, joyous, fun day. Right? All these people are celebrating. People are taking off their cloaks and making like a red carpet for Jesus to come in on out of their own jackets. They're going and cutting down branches to wave them like flags to celebrate Jesus. Children calling out, Hosanna to the Son of God. What a party it must have been in that moment. What was on Jesus' mind? Sometimes that's on my mind too, and I wonder, can we celebrate in that moment? When we think about the people that were in that crowd on that day, some of them that were even calling out these things of celebration. Can we celebrate when they don't know the whole story? When they don't really know what Jesus was really about? They thought he was there to kick out the Romans and, and make Israel a wonderful nation again. Some of them thought that. Maybe they had their own agendas and thought... Jesus can advance my agenda. That's awesome. Jesus told the disciples repeatedly that he was going to go to the cross and die and three days later be raised, and they didn't always understand what he was getting at. Even some of the disciples didn't know the whole story. When we celebrate Palm Sunday with little kids, and they're waving their palm branches. They don't know the whole story. We celebrate with them, with others, with anyone, when they don't know the whole story. Remember Jesus, at one point, he asked his disciples, who do people say I am? Because people didn't know the whole story. Some of them said that he was John the Baptist, Others said he was Elijah or perhaps one of the other prophets. They weren't really sure who Jesus was. They didn't have the whole story. And maybe some of those people were in the crowd that day celebrating this, this prophet. We know that he's a prophet. 
Look what he says about God. Look what he's done. He obviously is a prophet. We know that much. We celebrate. Is it okay for them to celebrate? Is it okay for us to celebrate with them? Can we celebrate when there are risks involved? Now, there are risks back then of misunderstanding that people not knowing what Jesus was really about There were risks that some of these people were just momentary fans of Jesus. They were there for the moment. They were saying Hosanna to the Son of God one moment, but only a few days later they'd be saying crucify him. Is it okay to celebrate with them? What about if they have their own mandate and they don't understand that Jesus' mandate was always from the very beginning to come and do this, to lay down his life for all of us. There were hard days to come, weren't there? Jesus was focused on the cross. He had finished his ministry in the outlying areas. He was now focused on Jerusalem and what he had come to do. Can we celebrate Palm Sunday when we know that there's a Good Friday? to be a brat which is nothing new to most of you I know that Good Friday is hard I know that we don't like to think about what Jesus went through but there could be no Easter without Good Friday let me encourage you this year if you've never been out to Good Friday service before to come to experience some of the Reflection on the suffering of Christ. We need to understand what he did for us. Because it matters. I think sometimes we don't take our sins seriously enough because we don't stop and think seriously enough about what Jesus went through. And Jesus wouldn't have gone through that if our sin was not as serious as it is. Good Friday is an important time for us to reflect as a family of faith. As I was thinking about this message and this whole idea of Good Friday before Easter, I was reminded as well that we face fall and winter before spring, don't we? Most of us are glad, if not all of us, are glad to see spring when it comes. You know, this year was one of the darkest years that we've had on record since, what, 1954, something like that, Beth told me. We are glad for the sunshine. We're glad for new life. But we face fall and winter before spring. Fall and winter, a time of death, a time of loss, a time of quieting. And we face seasons of loss of our own. Maybe our winter has meant a loss of friends that have passed on, or loved ones. Maybe our winter has meant some failing in our health, Things that we used to be able to do that we can no longer do. Maybe it's mobility. Even just getting around is more difficult. Maybe your winter involved loss of strength that you used to have. Maybe it's even loss of memory. These are the things of winter. Can we still celebrate as we've come through winter? Winter was like when Jesus was on the cross. That final moment of loss when everything looked dark. But I'll tell you, we lose many things. But we don't lose Christ, do we? Momentarily, we thought it looked bad, but Christ is coming again. This is part of the message of Palm Sunday. Jesus is foreshadowing something that else is going to happen. As he rode into Jerusalem that day, he rode in on a donkey, a sign and a symbol of peace. Gentle donkey. You know, we're kind of fortunate in one aspect. 
that in our culture today that there's still some echoes of Easter. There's still some echoes of Palm Sunday that there's still people who have an idea, an inkling of what Jesus is about and this is an opportunity for us. It's an open door for us to point others to Jesus. Think about the celebration that they rode in on, that Jesus rode in on this donkey, and it's an open door for conversation. Why did Jesus do this? What was going on? It's an open door for invitation. Why don't you come and see? Come and join us for Good Friday or for Easter or even sunrise service, right, Fred? <coughs> no pressure. Come and see. Come and hear. Come and learn. Or maybe you meet in a coffee shop and bring your Bible and say, look, this is what it's about. This is an open door for conversation, for invitation, but it begins with our preparation. Too easy, too easily the days go by, the years go by, the time goes by, and, and then suddenly Easter's upon us and we have done nothing to prepare ourselves to share this incredible news of salvation. We've done nothing to prepare our relationships with our neighbors to say, hey, I've spent all this time meeting with you so that we can now come together, hear about Jesus, hear the salvation story. There's nothing more important in the life of somebody else than to know Jesus Christ, to have that salvation while we still have this open door in our culture, it's an open door to share the gospel. It's like at Christmas time, right? There's still some people that know it's not really about Santa so much. It's about Jesus, this baby. We have an open door to share the good news. These are our opportunities. And you might be thinking, well, I know what Easter's like for my culture around it. It's all about rabbits and chocolate. And by the way, please instruct your children that if they find little unwrapped chocolates that are small in the yard, they are not chocolates. Okay. There may have been a bunny by, but it was not the Easter bunny. You know, our culture, they celebrate spring and new life. And maybe they don't necessarily even know anything about Jesus, but even those symbols, even those signals... Even those indicators are signs that point us to God. New life. Rabbits. We had a good laugh the other day. We have two rabbits in our yard. How long does it stay two rabbits? Not long. <laughs> new life. Right? Eggs. Symbols of new life. These are gifts from God that point God. And we can take these symbols that are all over the place at Easter time and help people to understand how they point to a God who loves them and provides for them. And there's chocolate rabbits because I had to put it in there. Do you know when we were in Cuba, I had some of the best chocolate that I've ever had. We went to this place in Havana that's this chocolate store. I was there when I was there with Praxis and it was incredible. It was beautiful. So if you ever want to know what heaven smells like, you have to travel to Havana and go into the chocolate store. And I guarantee you, when you walk in the doors of heaven, that's what it's going to smell like. At least my thoughts on it. You know, God has given us so much to celebrate, though. We think about Palm Sunday. Can we celebrate it? He's given us a lot to celebrate. He's given us new hope. He's given us new life. And he's given us new birth. All these symbols and images that come with spring, they exist because of Christ. Peter wrote this in his first letter. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. So Jesus brings us a hope that is... 100% worth celebrating. That hope is found 
as we pass through the waters of baptism, as we give our lives anew and afresh to Jesus through baptism, it's that symbol that the old life is done away with, that the new life has come. This is what baptism is all about. This is an exciting time. If you've ever thought about baptism and haven't been baptized, let me encourage you to speak to me. Bring your questions. Let's get together and talk about it. I would love to discuss it with you. I know for some people, the idea of water is not a comfortable thing. We, but you guys have seen it, right? Haven't we improvised for some who we've needed to? Absolutely, right? We do this because Jesus set the example for us, and he called us to it. I'm going to take a look at also this passage from Romans 6 this morning. Look at Romans 6, 3 to 5. Paul talks about what baptism is all about. Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? That's the symbol, right? We go down into the water. We're dying to our old self. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, a symbol of spring, this new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. This is the hope that Jesus brings. It's a reason that we can celebrate. I know you don't have palm branches today. You can take them down off the wall if you want. I'll deal with the fallout from that later. If it makes you happy to shake them around. We have lots to celebrate like those people did back in those days. Yeah, we may not get it perfectly. There may be little bits of things that we are misunderstanding about what Jesus is about. And maybe it's a momentary celebration. But we know the mandate of Jesus to come and offer new life for us and our friends and all who would follow him. And so if people don't get it perfectly, maybe there's nothing wrong with that. And maybe celebrating on Palm Sunday, even knowing that Good Friday is just around the corner, is still a good thing to do. As a matter of fact, maybe we need that. Maybe we need that. Maybe we need that moment of celebration <clears throat> where we can raise our palm branches. And not that we would forget the cross, not at all, or have blinders on. And it's not about ignoring the cross, but it's about recognizing Jesus in the moment. And that we celebrate that moment together. And I think as we look back on the story, even as imperfect as it was, we can celebrate the celebration that was happening that day. That despite misunderstanding momentary natures or misunderstanding the mandate of Jesus, we can celebrate even the small victories. And ultimately, we too can celebrate the king. See, Jesus came that day on a donkey. And Revelation talks about him as the one who is and who was and is to come. Jesus exists now. He's at the right hand of God and interceding for us. And he was from the beginning, as it tells us in John 1. And one day he will return. Let's take a sneak peek to see what that looks like. Let's flip over to uh, Revelation 19, 11 to 16. This is at the end of time when Christ returns. When I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it, the earth and the heavens had fled from his presence and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. Excuse me, I'm reading verse, chapter 20. I'm wondering why this doesn't make any sense to me. Let's try 11. This is where you're supposed to smile and nod. Yep, good, thanks. 
Now let's try chapter 19, starting at verse 11. This will make a lot more sense. I saw heaven standing before me, excuse me, standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and, bla- and, wazes, ugh, and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. See, Jesus came the first time riding on a donkey, gentle and peaceful, but he will return as a mighty conqueror. After our winter, we will see the spring when Jesus renews everything and we can praise him together. This man who came in on riding on a donkey, we can celebrate together today. And so in our hearts, let us do that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for this moment of celebration when people, even if imperfectly, recognize that Jesus is the king. His foreshadows when he will return, and we look forward to the day when Jesus returns in power and majesty and glory. When every eye will see him, when every knee will bow and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. May we be the ones that do so joyfully, welcoming him. And may we celebrate Palm Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we're going to celebrate together communion. And this is a time where we remember what Jesus has done for us. The reason that he came to Jerusalem, the reason that he rode in on the donkey that day is with eyes fixed on the cross. And so as we prepare for communion, we're going to stand and sing, Alas, and did my Savior bleed. Please stand. be seated. This is one of those special times that uh, we have communion as it's right before Easter. And it's uh, fresh in our minds that what Jesus came to do. And so we remember that on the night that he was betrayed, he was with his closest disciples. And they were sharing a Passover meal together. And Jesus took two elements, bread and wine, that represented his body and his blood. 
And he began with the bread. And he said, this bread represents my body. It's given for you. He took it, and he broke it. And he shared it with his disciples. So let us remember the body of Christ which has been given for us through a time of prayer. body of Christ, given for you and for me, let us take and eat in remembrance of him. Scriptures tell us that in the same way after supper, he took the cup And he said, this cup represents a new covenant in my blood. The old covenant was made with the blood of sheep and goats, but this new covenant was made with the unblemished Lamb of God. Jesus Christ, his own blood was shed for us. Let us remember his sacrifice through a time of prayer.
blood of Jesus Christ has been shed for you and me. Let us drink now in remembrance of him. Scriptures remind us that as often as we eat this bread and we drink this juice that represents his blood, we do proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior until he returns. Let us stand and sing the final verse of our hymn together today. have an opportunity to celebrate Jesus Christ, the King who rode into Jerusalem and who will one day ride back again into our lives, who will be recognized by all. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we can choose to celebrate that now and when he comes. So let us celebrate today. Let's go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.